At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it's VSIN Super Week here on Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. I'm Patrick Maher. Of course, Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. So when you check out Las Vegas, so the way it works is Fremont Street is downtown old Las Vegas. And then off of Fremont Street is the Strip, and that's what you see when you see television. But where Circus Sports, which is one of the best bars and sports book you can go to, it, it, in the D where the boys are sitting right now, that's all along a street called the Fremont Experience. I don't know. It's probably Fremont Street it is. now that I think of it. Yes, it is. <laughs> Fremont Street. It's the Fremont exper- Experience. Well, you guys said, I know you guys have been experiencing a lot of Fremont lately. It's a, it's a bit of a party, uh, to say the least. It can be quite crazy. There's a lot of, there's zip lining through the middle of it. There's stages for live entertainment. There's drinks and... Um, you know, I got whipped. drinks. You can get whipped. You can get pictures with a donkey. You can do anything you want on Fremont Street. But we we have two studios uh, for Vison. One is at Circa, and then one is at the D. And you have to walk a little bit down Fremont Street to get to the separate studios. And I'm just telling you all that information because Matthew Collar, who was scheduled to be on right now, he's at Circa and he's walking <laughs> over to the D. He so might be getting whipped as we here. speak. Because I could tell you this from experience last Friday when I had a night out with the boys here at VEASAN. We made the walk from Circa to the D and a woman in all leather whipped me as I walked by with her leather whip. Now, do you, does she expect tips when she whips you? Is that part of the deal? Yeah, I think she expected a tip. I think she expected uh, me to stop and want more whipping, which would then cost more money. And I said, lady, I have a reservation for a steak. And if it wasn't for that, we'd keep talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet you would. And that was the big Visa night out at Andiamo's right oh. there at the D, which is a great Italian restaurant. And think about this play, this selection of Playboys. It was Dustin Sweetelson, Kelly Bidlin, Adam Burke, JVT, and Femi Abubafe. That is quite a crew. Rolling deep. 
We were rolling deep. That's a heck of a starting rotation right there. I thought that was the starting offensive line. <laughs> that was, yeah, that bill was probably pretty heavy. You know uh, yeah, what I'm saying? I think the waitress sauced it down and said, I'm about to pay my mortgage for a couple months. <laughs> they, the, the waiters and waitresses saw you guys sit down in the back and literally started fighting for that table. <laughs> it's like, I got it. No, 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 no. I got it. Yeah, aren't you clocking out? No, no, no. I'm going to stay on. I got it. I'll take that table with the big guys. Um, okay, so before we get to Matthew, we are going to hear from Brock Purdy and Raheem Morris. Let's start with Brock Purdy, the San Francisco quarterback, 24 years old. I think 24 years old is a great starting point for Purdy because this answer that we get from him about putting the Super Bowl into perspective is so fascinating to me because it is such a healthy approach to life that I wish I understood how I could get there at 38. He's there at 24. This is Purdy talking about being in a Super Bowl at this age. I mean – the bottom line is like life isn't about you. Like that's what I believe, you know, um, being a part of something bigger than yourself. Um, you know, you get wrapped up in getting all the glory and the fame and the status. It's, I feel like that's a shallow life and um, that, that can, you know, fade away pretty quickly. So for me, it's, you know, obviously, yeah, we're playing the Super Bowl. I'm very honored and thankful. I want to win a championship for this organization, but more than anything, I'm, you know, trying to just serve my guys on this team well and, and love on them well and the whole organization and everyone in my life. That's, that's how I view it. Yeah, he's a great kid. I'm sure everybody saw by now the audio, kind of behind-the-scenes audio of Bosa talking to Purdy. Can you believe how well you're doing and all that kind of stuff? Yeah, I mean, it's fascinating. He's a great kid. There's nothing not to like about him. Yeah, I think I'm all in on him. I think I'm all in. I, th there will be no more slander coming out of my mouth about Brock Purdy, about anything. I, I love him, and I think he's probably a top 15 quarterback in the league at the very least. Maybe we could get to 12, maybe, or potentially, and he's only going to get better. Two years in, guy goes to the NFC title game, gets hurt. Second year, gets to the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I don't know why he's not getting the respect that he probably deserves. The underlying stats don't necessarily add up to – we can talk about it tomorrow. I've got my comparison ready. I know what you're saying. I think he is absolutely perfect for the 49ers offense is what I would say. I would agree with you, and I think he's done a great job with them. You know what's interesting in the Super Bowl – Usually you have a team that might be a villain. Like I remember when the Browns lost three AFC championship games, I was playing, uh, pulling for whoever's playing Denver. It doesn't seem like if you're kind of a neutral observer and you're not necessarily engaged in a big bet on one side or the other or you haven't bet made the bet yet, I feel like people don't really have a strong opinion one way or the other. Like, oh, I want the 49ers to lose or I want the Chiefs to lose. doesn't seem to be too much disdain out there. I get there might be some Chiefs fatigue, but overall, neither team seems to be kind of a villain to the general public. Yeah, yeah. the Chiefs, maybe because of the Taylor effect, are having a little bit of an impact there. But overall, I think you're right. So Raheem Morris My was introduced yesterday as the Atlanta Falcons' new head coach, and Dustin fired up about his boy. I was, just, I was all in on the hire, and then I heard him speak. So obviously we all know the story. 33 years old, hires the, as the Tampa Bay Bucks head coach. It doesn't work out. He spent the last, like, 10 years in the NFL bouncing back and forth on a lot of winning teams, by the way. Uh, so the story ends now with him getting another chance, redemption as, as head coach of the Falcons. And he told the media yesterday he's ready for this moment. Now coming back and being a part of the collaboration that I, the shared vision, the, all the things you want to do with Terry and what he's starting to build and so exciting to come back and going through this process and really going through it in a detailed fashion, I think it's the things that will help us move forward. I'm fully prepared. I've been preparing for this since the last day when I was in Tampa, right? And you spend the rest of your time and the rest of your coaching career, you finish up figuring out when you're going to be ready for that moment. And this is the moment. Okay. 
we'll keep going. I'm not. Bl- I'm not. Bl- you. I thought I was going to be blown away. I'm not blown. Maybe you got more for me. Well, I, I can hook you up to fix that. No, uh, no, Raheem Morris no. uh, was asked, "What's his approach going to be as head coach this time around?" Oh, sound didn't work. See, that was the clip. I'm that was not blown hook. away again, I must <laughs> all right. say. Then finally, all right, then we'll play the last clip. The last clip, Raheem Moore's last one here. What does he like about signing up to be the Falcons head coach and their offense? That's really easy. Drake London. <laughs> Bijan Robinson. I mean, this man has acquired some really good pieces and tools, right? And the things you got to change is just the obvious holes that we'll talk about, right? And we, 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 every team every year is going to have some differences. Every team every year is going to have some change. Every team's going to be different. And we just got to keep building on those moments when they change, when they don't happen, when they do happen. Interesting. Uh, you know what? Uh, it, the fact that he literally pointed to a wide receiver and a running back and then left out the rest of the offense, odd approach, has to have at least one offensive lineman carrying over to next year. That's interesting. Oh, you're taking and then shots. secondly, he was kissing the general manager's ass. And so now you understand why Belichick didn't get the job. Well, every yeah. answer was like, this guy's done a great job building this team, and I'm excited. But you could see Belichick's not going to be up there jocking the GM, and he probably wasn't jocking the GM in the interviews either. Oh, no? oh, your team Belichick all of a sudden. No, I, no, no, I am not. I just, that came across a little bit more plastic than I expected. Ooh, see, I, I thought it came across as I saw this from the outside, and I saw what they had. And I knew I could do better with these. You have been duped by Doc Rivers, Frank Reich, RG3. You've been duped by a lot of people. Don't get duped by Raheem. No, no, no. Don't don't talk about Raheem that way. Raheem deserves a, a, a clean slate. He's been there before. He understands the organization. He understands the ownership. And he's done a lot of winning recently. He's got a ring with the Rams. He learned under McVay. He learned under Shanahan. He learned under a lot of great people. In fact... Thomas Dimitrov, who's going to join us at the bottom of the hour, had him in Atlanta as well. He knows all about him. He will back up what I'm saying. It's an A-plus hire. He won the press conference. It's just too bad you couldn't hear the one clip that won me over because it didn't work. Okay. (laughs) He is going to be awesome in Atlanta, and here's how I know. When they asked, why did you choose this job? Why did you like the offense? He didn't say the name Desmond Ritter. So they're going to move on. That means automatic upgrade at the most important position for the Falcons. Fair enough. Automatic upgrade. Where are they going, guys? Who are they bringing in? We got two free agents this year, Kirk Cousins and Baker Mayfield. And they're not drafting low enough to be able to get a quarterback. What are they drafting, eight? Uh, They are drafting eight right behind Tennessee. Yeah, they probably would have to move up then, right? Yeah. Do they dare do a Carolina Panthers-type trade to get that first pick from Chicago? Your boy J.J. McCarthy might be there at eight, whoever likes him. (laughs) Jim Harbaugh. Not us. Where are the Chargers at? Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. (laughs) (laughs) No, Harbaugh's got him going. He's got to go to the Bears. Harbaugh's trying to trade up. Hey, guys, you can have Caleb at five. We just want J.J. at one. Yeah, imagine that. Imagine if Harbaugh's like, here's Herbert. (laughs) (laughs) That would be the most all-in move I've ever heard of all time. (laughs) Yeah, but Amal's right. They're sitting eight, so they're not in an 
advantageous spot. I don't know. I'd have to look up what they have as far as equity behind that eighth pick or if they made moves. Yeah. But. I mean, Drake May won't be there, obviously. Jaden Daniels won't be there. Those are your three guys. And then Caleb, and they'll be gone in the top five picks, six maybe. But because um, yeah, the Chargers are not going to take a quarterback. But the first three teams, the problem is the first three teams on the board need a quarterback. Yep. And Tennessee or the Giants could also look towards a quarterback. I have the solution. Totally. I have the solution. Tampa Bay just won the South. They won the South because they had a quarterback in Baker Mayfield. Go steal him away. Bring him to Atlanta. You'll win the South next year. I still believe that Raheem Morris was the right hire for the Falcons. It felt a little amateurish to say, I like Drake London and B. John Robinson. It's like, grow up, dude. You've got to play with guys inside as well. well That's all I'm saying. It, but in fairness, the last coach... He called the game like he didn't know he had B. John Robinson <laughs> and Drake London on the nope. roster. <laughs> totally. you got to give Dustin that one, right? Like, he didn't even that, know they were on the true. roster. <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe Raheem's point there was just letting people know that those two are actually on the roster. Okay, now I'm in. <laughs> he was just reminding people that Drake London plays for the Falcons and so does B. John Robinson. That's not terrible. You win that argument. Matthew Kohler next. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Okay, VEASAN's Super Bowl betting guide is out now to help you bet on the big game. This year's guide features in-depth team breakdowns, Steve Mackinan's Super Bowl simulation and player projection. Plus, you get favorite prop bets, picks, and best bets from VEASAN host and guests, including how legendary sports broadcaster Brent Musburger is betting the game. To get the guide and all that VEASAN has to offer, become a VEASAN pro today at VEASAN.com pro. Subscribe for as low is $9.99. We got you back here. VEASAN, it's a huge week, of course. Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. Uh, we're going to welcome in Matthew Collar, author, Football is a Numbers Game, 
Pro Football Focus and how a data-driven approach shook up the sport. I'm excited to talk about this, the book itself. Of course, you can check out Matthew Purple Insider on the Minnesota Beat at Matthew Collar on Twitter. And he just made the trip. Matthew, thank you for making the trek down Fremont Street. You made it here alive, okay? Yeah, I made it. Uh, I did get a little wet, though. I did not expect when I came from Minnesota to Las Vegas that the weather would actually be worse. But it's kind of uh, rained a couple of days here. so. But it's all right. I'm figuring it out. I'm, in, I'm doing all right. And you and you actually stay when you you mentioned to the boys during the break that you do when you come to Vegas you like to stay downtown you stay at Circus that's a good spot huh I I don't know maybe I'm becoming like a Vegas snob I end up coming here a couple times a year with my wife little vacations but also when the Vikings play the Raiders came out here and I I do end up always staying at Circa because I like the downtown experience Fremont Street in the day is fine you can find you know some interesting places holes <laughs> in the wall I just I don't know I feel like it's got a little more characters a little more down here um, and I make my way up to the strip from time to time but I kind of like it down here let's just hope the Super Bowl is better than that Vikings Raiders game oh my my gosh, could have been the worst game that I have ever covered. Three to zero. The, but both teams should have been ashamed of themselves. You know, the, the Raiders here, it's it's weird. Do you guys think it's weird? Well, what's the vibe like in the stadium? I I haven't been to a game, but as a visiting fan, uh, visiting someone covering the visiting team, do you look at the stadium and go, uh, I don't know who the home team is? Well, that's certainly part of why it's weird. But the other part is, so in the all the pomp and circumstance, they've got all these Vegasy things. They've got like a house band and the you know everything else. And then they're playing like videos of John Madden, and it's like the Raiders and playing in the dirt and stuff. And you're like, is that who you are? Is Vegas? Like, I don't know. And maybe Antonio Pierce brings a little old school Raiders to them. But this is glitz, glam Vegas. Right. So it seems like they haven't quite figured out who they're supposed to be based on the fact that their previous history is so much grittier. And then when people dress up, it's more comedic than it is intimidating. Yes. It's just like, oh, Batman is a raider. That's funny. Like, that's <laughs> no, you a, know what? I'm not scared. That's, it's <laughs> not, you know what? That's a great point, Matthew. It's not provincial yet in Las Vegas. Like the, Los Angeles, where I am, there's still plenty of Raiders fans. Oakland, of course. I don't think Vegas is quite gathered how they're going to you know, adopt the Raiders yet, but Allegiant Stadium where the Super Bowl is going to be is a beautiful stadium. I don't know if you had the impression as well. I got very lost inside there. Yes. Uh, no, it, it really, <laughs> it, that happens with every press box, but no, it really is a beautiful stadium. And I feel like it is sort of this modern, exciting NFL experience that's there that totally uh, meets what the other teams have, the hockey team, the WNBA team. And I love that Vegas is becoming this like, center of the earth for pro sports and I could imagine an NBA team will be here eventually but I just don't think that that organization has quite figured out how they want to present themselves it's almost like and, and Mark Davis if you're listening I'm sorry for saying this it's almost like they should change their name like you know you're a Cleveland right. guy like the the Browns going to the Ravens because it's so different just like it was Cleveland to Baltimore that it feels like an entirely different franchise. So, like, the A's, a little controversy about them coming well, to Las right. Vegas. Yeah. The the Las Vegas Athletics is weird because, to me, when I see those colors and I see that logo and I think, like, the white shoes with the players, like, I, 
I'm going to associate it with Oakland. Right. And when San Antonio's WNBA team moved here, they were not the San Antonio Aces. That would have made no sense. Uh, so they they moved and they completely rebranded themselves. And I feel like the Oakland A's should probably do the same thing and just leave that behind. That was their great history, but now they're here. Uh, so I don't know. It was, it was a strange experience. But also I, I feel like for the Raiders, if they get a quarterback who's great someday, nobody will care. It is like who their identity was or – the, the home fans will buy season tickets. They won't sell them off to Vikings fans and turn the thing, you know, 70% purple or whatever if you're winning games and if you have somebody who's exciting playing quarterback. Matthew, do you have plans to run for mayor of Las Vegas? Because you know more about Vegas than the two sitting next to you, and they live there. I mean, the WNBA information was I, I stellar. Didn't, I didn't know that, by the way, that they moved from San Antonio. Yeah, I mean, he's all he's all over Vegas. Have you been on Wikipedia before you got here? Okay, before you, you brought up the quarterbacks, Vegas, of course, and Minnesota. Let's kind of suss this out. What do you think happens at the position for both teams? Yeah, so people have been asking me around here like hey should the Raiders get Kirk and I would say probably not um, but also I don't think the Vikings should keep Kirk Cousins and it's really more of a Kirk Cousins thing than is Vikings like the Vikings are not in a position even with Kirk Cousins to compete for a Super Bowl if you look at their division where these teams are going over the next two years the Detroit Lions are not going anywhere the Chicago Bears if they draft Caleb Williams and he's great then within a year or two they're going to be very dangerous they already won as many games as the Vikings this year and then the Green Bay Packers Vikings fans now have to deal with 10 more years of great quarterback play in Green Bay which they are thrilled about but also you should act accordingly as the Vikings organization you can't keep up with a 40 million dollar 36 year old torn Achilles Kirk Cousins with no defensive lineman under contract linebacker safety might retire Harrison Smith they need a left guard they need two more wide receivers they don't have a running game guys does this sound like a team that Kirk Cousins is going to win the Super Bowl with like and if you're if you're not there then you're just sort of desperately flailing for mediocrity which a lot of NFL franchises would not admit that they do just like hey keep people coming in the seats and it, us in the graphic of that says in the hunt like that's where they want to be that's where the Vikings have been for like their whole history outside of a few outlier years. I think it's time to move on. And I also think for Kirk, there's just a better option that exists, and it is the Atlanta Falcons. It just makes so much more sense for him. Uh, they hired a, an offensive coordinator who's going to have a similar scheme to what he's been working with in Minnesota. They have weapons. They've got a young up-and-coming team, and they want to win. Isn't their owner 85? Like, they don't want any more of this rebuilding and, and drafting high stuff. So I think there's a team that just makes so much more sense for Kirk, in, and even then the Raiders, who I'm not sure are one Kirk Cousins away either. Do you think that Cousins will make that move possibly? Because of being a free agent now, you mentioned the issues with the Vikings. Yeah, yeah. So that's a, a great question because over the last two years, Kirk Cousins, per, uh, the perception of him in Minnesota has really changed. Like, I think that when Mike Zimmer was the head coach, uh, he was very down on Kirk Cousins. And even though he played well at times, a lot of criticism went his way, and, and that's not to say some of it wasn't deserved, but he played very well for them, and they could never quite build a complete team around him. But over the last two years, he's really been embraced. You guys remember him with no shirt on on, uh, was it Monday Night Football or Sunday Night Football? Like that, th The Netflix series, I think, helped his brand quite a bit, and he's honestly played very well. He won 13 games. He had a bunch of comeback wins, and Kevin O'Connell leaned into
into him as the quarterback. And so, like, that has mattered to the equation, his likability in Minnesota, to him and his kids' elementary school and all that stuff. But if he wants to get the monkey off of his back and talk about winning games, like the old Steve Young quote, is this the place to do it? And the answer is probably not. And I think that's what he wants more than anything. And Kirk yeah. Cousins' wife, Julie, is from? Atlanta, yes, I, I have heard. So it's been noted. Yeah. I think that you is you an angle. You, dude, the guy knows about the WNBA team in Vegas. You're not going to sneak that by him. <laughs> so, so dealing with Kirk Cousins. He just gave them a tumble, by the way. De- dealing yeah, with, dude, he literally answered it before he even spit it out of your mouth. I was naming 80s Browns quarterback. Hold on, Dustin, before you follow up, I do have a question because we're going to keep, if Matt's okay, we're going to keep you for another segment. This is too good. Matthew Collar joining us. He's on the Vikings beat the book is football is a numbers game. Do you find Kirk Cousins disingenuous? No, I don't think so. I think uh, Kirk is different from what you expect from sort of, I kind of don't like the term, but it works like alpha dog competitors who make it really known that they watched Kobe Bryant play basketball a lot. Right. And I think, (laughs) I think Kirk, you have to understand about Kirk Cousins is that he was, he's a Midwestern guy, like through and through his whole family is from Michigan and he was not somebody that was highly recruited. He went to Michigan state was not highly drafted. And so he's always had a little bit of, I think of awkwardness to him because he's never been that guy that a franchise just fully buys into and invests in him. And there's always been questions around him, whether it was in D.C. or Minnesota. Can this guy really get you over the hump? And I think there's been some defensiveness to that. And maybe I would, too, if I put up 107 quarterback rating and everyone said I wasn't any good. Right. So, like, I think that's been a thing that he's understood the perception of him and he hasn't dealt with it the same way others have. But over the last few years, I think he's really gotten comfortable in his own skin. And we actually gave him media good guys award this year because he was just really more open than ever and and seemed more comfortable than ever and was available after he got his injury. So it's been a really interesting sort of transition from a guy who seemed a little uncomfortable to now someone who's very confident in who they are. It's a good answer. And I know the big big guy, you loved him in the Netflix series. So apparently there's been a little bit of a rehab on his personality. Great line about a young generation. They watch Kobe games. That is hilarious. We're going to continue with Matthew Collar right here on Sharp Money. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, the brand new vcin.com, a fresh new look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus. You got the improved functionality. Again, if you're on your phone, the new vcin.com is perfect for it. Expanded educational content, it's all there. Check it out, vcin.com. We've got Thomas Dimitrov, former Falcons general manager, joining us in about 15 minutes. But Matthew Collar is here. He's the author of Football is a Numbers Game. He's on the Vikings beat. You can also check out the podcast. I want to make sure I get this in. Purple Insider. He's got a great thing going there. You can get all the information at Matthew Collar on Twitter. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, and Matthew joins us on set there. We were just talking about the Vikings. Let's we'll go back to the NFL in general, but I want to ask you about the Super Bowl. So I we'll start with the number and you just tell me what you would make the number. San Francisco is a two point favorite and the total's forty seven and a half. Do you have San Francisco favorite in this game? I would not. Uh, There's a very important uh, analytical reason. His name is Mahomes. 
And that's Good the one. whole reason. That's the entire analysis. So I, I had a friend of mine who played in the NFL that I did radio with, and he had a rule. Never bet against Brady. Well, Brady's retired, so never bet against Mahomes. I just, you know, I, you can go through all the numbers, and you're going to find that San Francisco is a stronger team overall. They're a better offense during the regular season overall. But you look at the track that Kansas City has had to go through to get here, the opponents. Remember when the Eagles beat, like, the Giants and then Brock Purdy's broken arm, and that's how they got to the Super Bowl? Like, the Chiefs are the opposite. They faced Miami. They faced Buffalo in Buffalo and then Baltimore in Baltimore and were able to beat all of them. Uh, I was talking to Aaron Schatz today, uh, former football outsiders and analytics pioneer, and he was talking about how this is one of the hardest tracks any team has ever had to get through the playoffs to the Super Bowl, and they've done it. And Mahomes has, what, no interceptions and one-time sacks? I mean, I don't, I don't know how you go against that. Yeah, I think it's a, it's a great breakdown, breakdown. You saw the 49ers in person in Minnesota this year. I know that was a few months ago. Give us some positives or maybe a negative that you saw out of the Niners during that game. Well, one thing is Debo Samuel better be healthy, and it looks like he is, but he did not play against the Vikings, and they were a completely different offense, which to me means if you can take him out of their game plan in any way possible, which Steve Spagnuolo is very good at, then you have a chance of really disrupting that offense because it relies so much on Debo Samuel making yards after catch. The other thing is, too, in that game, Steve Wilkes made one of the most strange defensive calls. I don't know if you guys remember this. You remember this? The, first half? the zero yeah. blitz. Yes, the zero blitz. So he, mm -hmm. with no reason whatsoever to send a zero blitz, he pulled the Greg Williams, and <laughs> Kirk Cousins just flings the ball up. Jordan Addison catches it, runs it for a touchdown. And then Kyle Shanahan, after the game, scolds him for doing that in public. And then, so I'm thinking about that as I'm seeing Steve Wilkes call out his players for being lazy or something in the NFC Championship game. I thought, you know what? I'm feeling a little cracks in that foundation of that defense, which we've given so much respect to over the years. But did they play well for three quarters against the Packers? No. Did they play well against the Lions? No. Nope. Like, I, I think Kansas City can move the ball. This is not like a Robert Sala or D'Amico Ryan's defense. The, the names on the 49er defense scare you, but I'm a Lions fan, Matthew, and it's just there was there's nothing about going against that defense that's going to terrify you. And frankly, the Kansas City unit is the best unit of the four on the field on Sunday, the defense. Yeah, and that's, that's the other part, too, is that at no point has Brock Purdy played really well. Like, and he... He's a debate topic that gets frustrating, right? What do you want him to apologize for having a good team? No, Kurt Warner, give the ring back. You threw it to Torrey Holt, right? Like, I, I, don't like, I don't like that mentality. But can you get to Brock Purdy? Yeah, you can. And I think that the confusion that Steve Spagnuolo causes with his pressures has just frustrated all of these quarterbacks. Uh, even, what did Josh Allen average? Like four yards an attempt or something in that game against Buffalo. Uh, I, I mean, he is in his bag, but also their secondary is incredibly good. And I, I think if you've got a good secondary, a key pass rusher, you're going to make a little life a little more difficult for a quarterback who does have some weaknesses. A ton of respect for Brock Purdy, but he does have some weaknesses. You said weaknesses. What are some things that you think could be a hindrance for him on Sunday? And does he, there's a prop bet. Does he throw an interception? What, what are some things that you maybe stand out to you? I know you might not have had an opportunity to look at some of the props, but just from a San Francisco offensive standpoint. 
I would guess that he does throw an interception. I mean, that's one of the things, right, is that he can be very accurate at times, but he's usually having a lot of his success. Again, not a criticism. Throwing to open wide receivers, even if it's throwing downfield to open wide receivers, but a lot of times they're schemed open, and he will get a little risky with the football if it's not there right away for him, if he doesn't see it. Uh, and the other thing is he's, he's not very tall, which I think causes him sometimes to just kind of fling it which does result occasionally in interceptions. We're talking about a great quarterback, but he does make those mistakes sometimes. And I think, too, he likes to make plays with his legs. And if you keep him from scrambling, this usually sounds like something you only say about Lamar Jackson, but I think that this is a guy who likes to scoot around, get outside the pocket, and if you contain him, I think he could get a little flustered there at times in the pocket when he's asked to diagnose a bunch of different things at once. You know, it's interesting, Matthew. Right before we had you on, we were just playing Raheem Morris, the intro presser there with the Falcons. He now, by proxy, has become part of that McVay tree. The Shanahan-McVay tree is starting to take over the NFL, including up in Minnesota with O'Connell. What's been your impression after a couple of years with Kevin O'Connell? Yeah, I think uh, what Sean McVay does really well is he hires people that he knows are going to communicate really well with NFL players. So where Kevin O'Connell's offense is tailored so much to Justin Jefferson, so he's taken what McVay was doing with Matthew Stafford and he's tweaked it and he's made it his own. He maybe might want to borrow some run concepts because that hasn't worked out too good. But I think the main thing is he understands how to get wide receivers open and use route combinations that are frustrating uh, to opposing teams. It does help to have Justin Jefferson. But I think what he's really done is he's really connected with people super well. And we could say like, oh, well, who cares about that, right? I mean, that's not that important. Culture is overrated. It is, and it can be, because everyone talks about it. But it, to actually implement it to where the leadership feels empowered, the quarterback feels empowered, I, I think that he's created a really good environment for success and for, honestly, their next quarterback to come in. You get Jefferson an offensive line that rated higher in pass blocking than they have in a long time, and a coach in your headset that I think really understands that position super, super well and knows how to coach it in part like because Sean McVay only hires people that do. Did you cover Mike Zimmer? Oh, yeah. Oh, I so, covered him. So he's up for the Cowboys' D.C. Yeah, position. Yeah. What's your take on them potentially bringing him in? I think the uh, NFC would not like to see it. Um, Mike Zimmer had his difficulties at times dealing with Kirk Cousins, a quarterback, and frustration over losing defensive talent because they were paying Kirk Cousins, right? And there were moments that I'm sure you all saw that went viral at press conferences and, uh, you know, that made you shake your head with Mike Zimmer. He's brilliant. He is brilliant as a defensive mind. He reshaped his defense several different times in Minnesota, and only when they lost all their talent did it start to fall off. But if he goes there with Micah Parsons, Trayvon Diggs, all the talent that they have, this is a guy who has always reinvented himself many times, whether it was working from Dallas early in his career to Cincinnati to early in Minnesota to then the number one defense in the NFL in 2017. I have immense, immense respect for Mike Zimmer's defensive acumen and his ability to adapt the defense to his players' strengths. It's just not, it's just not what you'd want. Like, it's, if you're another NFC team, if you're the Dallas Cowboys, it's exactly what you want. Yeah, that was, you're so right. That was wild. He was so passive with Cousins, and it would have behooved him to somehow make the relationship work. It's almost like Zimmer feels like he's meant to be a coordinator. That's no disrespect. But so he just doesn't have to deal with all the BS and just focus on being brilliant. 
Yeah, it's sort of a, a little bit of chicken and egg because if Kirk Cousins makes a few more plays, then we never talk about that. <laughs> and I mean, that's that, that's a reality. And they started off hiring a bad offensive coordinator fit for Kirk Cousins when he first arrived in 2018. And I think that that raised the tension level in the organization because one of the problems that coaches always face is they always think they're getting fired. So once you have a bad year, everybody's like, we're all getting fired. And so the tension rises up it is the one irony though is that Kirk Cousins had a much higher quarterback rating under Mike Zimmer than he had Kevin O'Connell that's a, that's oh. a that's a funny stat but it's actually true so I think actually Zimmer had the right idea for how to play with Kirk Cousins play actions build the game run game uh, off uh, Delvin Cook and so forth he had Gary Kubiak and Kevin Stefanski as offensive coordinators and then it's like well he didn't help Kirk like well I think he didn't like that Kirk wasn't that fiery leader that he wanted and he had in Teddy Bridgewater before that. And then I think the real frustration came down to that because of Kirk's contract, they lost talent. And without talent, I don't care how brilliant you are as Mike Zimmer, you weren't going to maintain a number one defense. And I think that was what really stuck in his, his craw uh, over the years where they started to come apart. Where will Jefferson end up in the pantheon of Minnesota athletes? Oh, man. 30 seconds. Uh, top five? He's not beating Randy Moss. Maybe like Kevin Garnett range. Like, he could be, it could be up there. Not Fran Tarkenton. Fran's the GOAT. That tremendous list. Matthew, that was awesome. Thank you for walking over and making the effort and doing a couple of segments with us. Matthew Collar, check out the book, Football's a Numbers Game. And check out the podcast, Purple Insider, at Matthew Collar on Twitter. Thank you, Matthew. Thanks so much, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Great energy. Love talking to you. We've got Thomas Dimitrov coming up next here on Sharp Money. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on 
on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, there's never been a better time to have skin in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook because right now we have a VSIN exclusive offer for new DraftKings customers. Earn a $500 bonus bet for every $1,000 you bet up to $2,500. Don't wait. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app right now. Use the code VSIN when you sign up and earn $500 bonus. It is sharp money. So Thomas Dimitrov is going to join us. You know him as a longtime general manager, 12 plus years in Atlanta. He's won two Super Bowls and he's got a new venture. Sumer Sports. He's the CEO. It's a football intelligence company offering innovative football solutions using data-driven solutions. But I just want to point out what a great guy he is. First (laughs) off, he walked all the way traffic. He walked all the way up to the D. But I was listening, and Dustin, you know the show. I was listening to the Sports Junkies this week. And Thomas Dimitrov, it's a local radio show in in Washington, D.C. He was doing a spot. And they said, hey, can you hold on? You're so good. He's like, well, I'm about to pick my daughter up or my son up from from school. But he held on through the commercial, and he kept going with the boys. That is – it might be because you're Canadian, Thomas, but you're a great guy. Are you Canadian? I just heard the boys. Of course you're Canadian, right? And I I was (laughs) proud of that. I could not believe that I actually said that. But I was driving in Buckhead in Atlanta, and all the Buckhead women were flipping me off because I was – Trying to trying to be paying attention to the interview. So, yeah. <laughs> no, that was – it was just very charming. Well, first off, thank you for joining. Uh, Vegas and the Super Bowl, what does it mean to you as somebody that's been in the league forever? I, I think it's amazing that the Super Bowl is here, and I think it's, it's a long time coming, as you know. Feeling the energy. Look, I think it's up to the general manager and the head coach to keep the players out of any issues, right? Limit the distractions. But what a spectacle it is here. You guys should be so proud to, to, to have it here, given, given your businesses and everything. I'm, I'm excited. Did you watch the uh, commissioner's uh, presser? We, we did. We discussed we did. it a little bit. Yeah. yeah what I, did you take from it? I'm not going to say. You guys, I'll, let, I'll let you guys say. You echo he was talking sentiments. about sports betting. <laughs> yes. And, and, he, and apparently he's interested in sports betting now. And we've heard different rhetoric for many years. For I'm many sure years, you yes. did as well in the front office. We did. Look, I, I, I used to be scared straight, right? Back in the day. I, I never bet yeah. because I couldn't. We, anyone in the league, you thought you'd be ostracized immediately. So Eric Eager took me to my first sports, well, I've been at a sports book before. I actually bet for the first time. I'm a little embarrassed to say that. Literally, like, I've bet many times in other ways, but betting in a sports book because I was so worried about getting caught doing that. I bet on a, a basketball game, the second half of the game, and they didn't want me to sit through the whole game because they didn't think I'd had the patience. So, <laughs> anyway. I, you know, I, you mentioned the betting aspect. Calvin Ridley, the situation. Here's a theory I, I surmised. He's from South Florida. He was rehabbing. He's injured. He got bored, and he signed Signed up, and that bet instead of cost him a thousand dollars, cost him eleven million dollars. I don't think he makes that mistake if he's in the state of Georgia at the time. I think you're exactly right. Uh, look, I was blown away by that. Yeah. I'm saying, come on now, what, what are we talking about yeah. here? But again, like you said, eleven million dollars. Yeah. That's a, that's an amazing that's an amazing situation. I love Calvin, by the way. Did you guys like him this year? Did you guys make any money off of him one way or another? Well, we thought Trevor <laughs> yes. Lawrence might be the problem. <laughs> okay, I got you. Okay. <laughs> It's good to know. (laughs) Thomas Dimitrov joining us, of course. I'm just curious because you got Sumer Sports right now. Uh, You've got, you're young. You've got to be thinking about running another team, no? Every once in a while I do. I mean, I love being the CEO of Sumer Sports. There's a lot going on here. We believe it's revolutionary, right? And yet I get the knocks on the door every once in a while. T, are you coming back? Do you have any interest? No one's, I'm not saying anyone's offered me the GM job, but in the league, you, you have to let it be known that you're still interested or 
they believe you're somewhere else. And if I could say I was going to make $100 billion in this business, I would say you guys are nuts to even ask me. But, you know, it's, it's a startup. We're really excited about where we're going. So thanks for asking, though. I, I can see why you lasted in Atlanta a long time. Immediately meeting you, your personality, your presence, you're very engaging and very welcoming. That's part of the job. But tell me a little bit of some of the pressure that goes with it and the challenge of bringing in the guy, the head coach, because you hired Dan Quinn. He got hired in Washington. Tell me a little bit about what you saw from Seattle that drew you to bringing him in and obviously the Falcons making the Super Bowl. So, look, you guys should know this. As a GM, what you want is you want to make sure you have a guy that you can work with, right? You want a hard ass, don't get me wrong, at, at a lot of levels, but you want a guy that's going to collaborate, right? You want a guy that's going to be communicative and not just walk down the hall and grunt at you. I always said if I was going to get a general manager job, I had to have the right person. Going back, I had Mike Smith first, right? For seven yep. years. Mike won coach a year five, or sorry, three times out of five years. Really good football coach. We moved on to Dan Quinn. And, and Dan Quinn's approach was aggressive, accountable, authentic, but in your face too, right? He was a tough enough guy that he loved fights, right? He's a big fight guy. We, By the way, we had him in Cuba one time. Uh, Arthur Blank and, uh, and myself and a couple guys had him down there. He, he was literally sparring with a guy. Uh, I love it. Sparring with a welterweight, some champion in Cuba. <laughs> We're sitting there smoking cigars, drinking, getting wasted on, on rum. I, I'm not a rum guy, so I was uh, obviously that didn't work out real well. But Dan, <laughs> coming, coming back to Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn always had that, pr that element to him. And I think now he he goes into Washington with everything that I knew, tough, direct, doing his thing. And he's got Adam Peters, first-time general manager. Adam wants a guy that he can work with. Adam, in my mind, you guys can say whatever you want to say about, uh, about um, uh, what's his name from Detroit? My gosh. I'm, uh, Holmes? No, Dan, Campbell. Dan Campbell. No, the guy who's gonna, who was going to take the job in, uh, in. Oh, Ben Johnson. Sorry, Ben Johnson. Yeah. Gosh, that's horrible. I'm only 57. No, ben Johnson. But in my mind, I'm glad that Dan got there for Adam Peters because Ben is a first-timer. You have two neophytes in that role. I think you bring in a guy like Dan. He's going to be so good. He loves scouting. He loves evaluating players. You know, if he ever were to get out of this, you guys need to have him because he is a fantastic guy that give you some great insight and probably make you guys a ton of money on your on your wagers. But anyway, I love Dan, and I, I wish the best for him for sure. And you and Dan put together a hell of a staff, including Kyle Shanahan. Thomas, help us understand, when the media, what we get from Shanahan can be a little cantankerous, can be a little curt. You know Kyle Shanahan well. We know he's brilliant. Help us understand the coach of the 49ers. All right, so look, this is my feeling. When he worked with us, he was our, he was our coordinator, of course. And remember, he had the track record of not getting along with general managers. Uh, that was a big thing for him, and I was really cognizant of that, and I was trying to weigh, my, my, you know, weigh myself around that and trying to navigate. We argued about one player. There was a guy named Levine Taloilo. If you guys are football fans, big, tight, tight end, 6'8". I used to think, by the way, I'd tell Matt Ryan, you put that ball up as high as you can. No one listened to me, right? I'm like, I, I just told him we could jump ball the guy all the time. <laughs> but I, but, I, but on, on, on where we were with, with Kyle, Kyle brilliant. Kyle knows how to put the, the talent around his scheme, just like Bill Belichick. I'm not comparing him. Bill was great with that. Kyle was very good that way. I think Kyle, let me say this publicly, gentlemen. If I came back as a general manager, I would definitely consider trading for a coach, first thing. And he would be a guy that would be high on my list to consider because I think he has a lot of abilities. That said, this game is unbelievably important for him, I think. What is his record, by the way, in postseason? I think it's it's substantial. Eight and something? Eight and, mm, 
four? I know he's one. I know he's five and zero oh at home. Yeah. That I do know. Okay. In the postseason, we were saying this is a legacy game for Kyle. It's I a, think this a, is the I pressure's agree. on Kyle. I'm all, the I pressure's agree. on Kyle completely. And I think he can do it. I think he can. I don't know if where 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 you guys are on that, but I think he can. And he's he's you know he's just one of those guys that is going to have to take it to the next level to be considered, you know, in that top two or four or five or whatever it is. Raheem He's Moore. eight and three in the postseason, so you're 100 percent right. Let's let's continue that conversation. They're two point favorite, the 49ers, against the defending champs. Thomas, does that feel right to you that the fact that the 49ers are favored here? It does. It, it does. As much as I as much as I like Brett Veach and how they do things, we can talk about that. I love the, the builds of both of these groups with John Lynch and Brett Veach is so important in my mind. I think. You know, I do think I, I just I, 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 I weigh towards the 49ers on this. And uh, I don't know. Do you guys think it should be a few more points? <laughs> we thought are... it should be closer to a pick em. I, OK. Oh, OK. Interesting. Yeah. So we thought to go the other way. You're a big gambler now. Second half's in the <laughs> NBA. You know what we're talking about. Don't, don't, don't act no, like you don't know I what don't. a pick em is. No, I, I'm trying to I'm play, playing a little coy here. I mean, I have a little bit more of an understanding. But again, uh, I love it. Love that you guys think it should be a pick em. Give us your perspective. Who's the winner Sunday Sunday night? Who's hosting hoisting the Lombardi? Look, I, I still I still think um, um I think San Francisco's in that spot where it's time for them to do their business. And look, I don't know about you guys. During this year, I was a little frustrated with, of course, you start talking about Taylor Swift, but I was thinking about all the other distractions. Remember, I I'm coming from the Patriot paradigm at one time. Of course, that's not my personality, uh, which is a whole other story. But but meaning, um, you know, I'm I'm a little more open-minded about a lot of things. But I was just thinking about the distractions there. Every time I turned around, the commercials. I mean, we're talking about French fries and, and, you know, coach doing these things. And I'm just like, gosh, there's so many distractions here. How are they going to do it? And I just think in the end, I think San Fran is really focused on this game. And I think, I think it's theirs. But. Well, congratulations on Sumer Sports. A lot of buzz. It's a football intelligence company offering innovative football solutions using data-driven solutions. At Sumer Sports CEO, you can check out. Make sure you do a Google search. You'll check it out. You're really going to enjoy it. Thomas Dimitrov, be careful on Fremont Street, and thank you for stopping by. Thanks for having me, guys. Appreciate you. Thank we you appreciate very much. that. Thomas Dimitrov, that's awesome. Made the effort to come all the way over to say hi. We will see you on Sharp Money tomorrow. Of course, it's VSIN Super Week. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. Have a great day. We're getting midweek tomorrow, so it's starting to ramp up. We'll see you then here on Sharp Money. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare.
We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Network.